and welcome to another episode of the Investing for Kids by Kids podcast. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Daniel G, and he is the founder of the Color Grave Life Club, and he sells NFTs. This is an especially fascinating interview, and I found that recently I've been getting a lot of questions about what NFTs are, how they work, and I hope that this episode answers those questions and gives you a good understanding of NFTs plus tips on how you can actually get started selling NFTs. I hope you enjoy this episode. And again, if you do, please leave a good review and a comment. Hey, Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So please give us a bit of background information. Who did you work for before you got into the NFT business? And how did you get started working in the NFT space? I wasn't really into the NFT space, you know, really before. I wasn't really, I was, I'm kind of new, actually. I started a couple of months ago. And, you know, like, how did I really get into this NFT space? I would probably say, it really started with just social media. I saw a bunch of posts about NFTs and stuff like that. And I was really interested into why and how this, you know, space is really functioning. And so I did some research and it's, you know, really interesting. So let's go back in time to when you started working in the NFT space. May you describe to us what it was like back then? If it was recent, then maybe just kind of compare now to back then. And how did people's opinions differ from back then to now? Okay. So like in terms of like how have NFTs evolved, I guess you can say is, um, I guess you can say is like, um, why are people buying the NFTs? Because back then, you know, it was more like traditional NFTs where you just buy an image, you get, you can, you can like resell the image for more money and that's pretty much it. However, like nowadays people, they actually aren't buying the NFTs for the image itself. Rather, they're buying it for like the benefits that come with it, such as like, you know, gaining access to, you know, certain clubs, you know, or being, you know, having access to certain restaurants or Discord servers and stuff like that. What is an NFT? I know there were a lot of misconceptions about them. And I know that whenever I talk about them, people just tell me about like screenshotting them and why it's so fake, but it's really not. Can you explain NFTs and why these mis- misconceptions, specifically around screenshotting them, aren't accurate? Okay, so when you think about NFT, people don't understand. So yes, an NFT is basically like a digital image that you can buy, you know, with cryptocurrency. Yes, that's that's true. However, when you buy an NFT, you aren't necessarily buying an image. You actually are also buying. Uh, extra rewards that comes with it. And what I mean by that is when a creator, when they create an NFT, they actually are able to um, give like a kind of a reward or like a hidden message uh, after you purchase it as kind of like an, an incentive or like, you know, trying to make people buy it. Whether it's like, you know, from like getting certain access to a club or something like that, or just, you know, having Discord servers, you know, stuff like that. And so when you come to like, you know, screenshotting it, Yes, you do get the image itself, I guess you can say, you know, if that's really your goal, just getting the image, then yeah, go ahead, screenshot it. But in terms of screenshotting, you're actually not getting any of the bonus stuff and stuff like that. And also, it's not authentic at all. What I mean by that is that, for example, if you take the Mona Lisa, there are many copies of it. 
However, a copy of it compared to the actual original version, the price is completely different. Like the original version is worth millions of dollars and the copy version is worth basically nothing. And it's kind of that same idea. What do you think the main use of NFTs will be in a 20 to 40 year time horizon? Because I know that there are kind of two sides to this. There are some, or actually you could say three sides to this. There are the people who like it as art. And then there are people who buy it as like collectibles. And then there's also another side to it, which is people who think it'll be useful as certificates. So sort of like if you buy a house, then you have a certificate that you own that house. So can you explain in your opinion, what you think the main use of NFTs will be in a 20 to 40 year time horizon? Okay, I mean, you you actually identify like many you know key points. You know, like some people, it's more like some people. For more people, it's uh they buy you know for the artwork itself. They like the art, you know, they like the artist and stuff like that. Which you know is, is you know is, that is a big part of NFTs. However, you know, you also mentioned another you know that point where like some people they just buy you know for like kind of collectibles. Like for example, like baseball card you know baseball cards or like Pokemon cards, kind of like that type of sense where you can collect it you know, store for a couple of years and stuff like that and wait for the the price of, you know, the average price of it to go up and so you can, re, you know, resell it for a higher price than you bought it for and like make some profit off of that. And also these NFTs, which is like, one thing that's really good about these NFTs is that you actually can tell if it's like, you know, the, you can tell the creator, you can tell if it's original or not. If like, for example, like when you look at NFT, no matter like if someone bought it, you know, it's, you know what I mean? They're, not, they're, they're actually like not the uh, original owner. You can actually see the creator of it. You can see who actually originally created it and sold it in the first place. So that actually does allow and make space for like, like having like certificate, you know, certificates and you know what I mean like that. Like for example, like 50 years ago, like a ticket to a concert was like, is like paper, right? It's like a piece of paper. However, nowadays it's kind of like more of like QR codes and like maybe 20 to 40 years from now, it may just be an NFT. It's kind of like that. What were your initial conceptions or the conceptions of the people around you that you or they had back when you were getting started creating and selling NFTs that seems so shocking right now? Well, I mean, like, I guess it's kind of like, you know, people, they don't really, like, you know, it's kind of like, how do I explain people? Like the thing that people get really shocked about is like when NFTs, they sell it for a lot of money. Like, for example, the monkey, you know, or the board ape. Some of these board apes are selling for thousands of thousands of dollars. And, you know, when people see that, they're like, what? That makes no sense. Like, so, you know, like some of these NFTs that are being sold are practically worth like the same amount as like a house. And so like that kind of like the way NFTs are evolving and really growing is what people are really surprised by. And even I was surprised by in the beginning. What do you think the most powerful capability of blockchain technology will be? in 20 to 40 years and how can people align their investment strategy with that so basically what do you think the biggest trend will be or what is the most technology that is so powerful on the blockchain that in the future there will be a large trend and how can we align our investment strategy to profit off of that and by the way i just want to say that you can say whatever you want like you, this doesn't this doesn't have to be um, investment advice. I have a disclosure, so you don't need to worry about that. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Just yeah, just a note. 
they are, you know, different types of blockchain, which, you know, kind of use different types of, you know, methods of payment and stuff like that. And so one of the key things that kind of differentiate these two blockchains is kind of the price and how like the pricing works, you know, and like the, uh, the cost of each, because what people don't really realize is that when you sell an NFT, it actually costs money to like, you know, like, like list it on sale. It costs some money. So one of the things that when people, you know, like when artists consider when like you using different types of blockchain is considering, okay, what type of artwork do I want to sell? Like, for example, if you're selling in high quantities, like 10,000 of them, and like they're like ranked, you know, and like the price of each one is like, you know, a lot, then you, you might want to consider using Ethereum. And because also Ethereum is also like really easy for people to use because it's more, it's the most popular blockchain. But like, if you're like looking for like maybe like a smaller one or like something that's like not, you know, the, your um, NFTs aren't necessarily worth like as much, you might want to consider using the Polygon blockchain as well as considering a kind of a guy because Polygon, not many people are familiar with it. So in terms of, you know, considering the capability of each, it really depends on the how do you want to use it? You know, what, what, what's the size of the projects? What's the value of each individual asset and stuff like that. And also like the way you want to sell it, because for example, on the Ethereum blockchain, you're actually able to create bids, you know, and what I mean by that is like, you know, we can say like whoever offers the most money for this NFT at this certain time will get it. The Ethereum blockchain is actually able to do that. However, as of now, the Polygon blockchain isn't able to do that. So it depends on really how you want to sell it and like uh, the, the price of it and how big it is. What is the coolest like NFT project in your opinion, apart from your own on the blockchain right now? I mean, like one of the coolest, I think, I mean, it depends on really like what do you really value as cool. I mean, like, you know, people say like, you know, the board, because, you know, it's selling for thousands. But I personally think it's actually, you know, VFriends. And if you don't know what VFriends is, it's basically... A, uh, a collection of NFTs that was created by Gary V. And keep in mind, he drew them these NFTs, you know, himself. So they actually look really bad. They look like a first grader drew it. And however, even though they look, you know, they, they, even though they don't necessarily look like super artistic or you know what I mean, they don't look, they don't really look so well. They're selling for thousands of thousand dollars. In fact, the the floor price as now is like fifteen Ethereum, which is like, which is like legit more than $40,000. That's what really like kind of shocked me that people nowadays, you know, that, that the thing that was really cool about that is that people, they are buying this NFT, not for the actual image, but, but for like the benefits that come with it. And that really kind of showed me how strong, you know, and how effective that kind of marketing is. How do you create and sell NFTs? Can you go through the process there and explain how you create NFTs and how anybody listening to this podcast can create one as well? Well, depends. Okay, listen, so when you create an NFT, it's one thing to create it and do that. But you also have to decide on what type of uh, website you want to sell it on. And like, for example, like the most popular website, you know, is typically OpenSeas. That's the most popular one so far. So I'm going to talk about that one specifically because I know most about that. So when you create an NFT, you have to, there's, there's different types of swap, you know, softwares you can use to create NFTs. You know, some people, they prefer just, you know, hand drawing it and then taking a picture of it. Some people, they prefer drawing it digitally themselves. And what people are doing, actually, like, because like some NFTs, they're like 10,000 of them. You know, like, for example, the, the board Ape Yacht Club, they have 10,000 NFTs. And, you know, surprise, surprise, they didn't draw them themselves. In fact, depending on how many NFTs you, you, want, you want to make, 
you can actually are able to code it with like a what's like some softwares where you can literally have a computer make the NFTs for you as long as you code it correctly. And so when it comes to creating NFTs, it really depends on like how many you want to make and like what type of style. So it really gets more complicated than that. So in terms of selling it though, like let's say you have your NFTs and you have all of them on, you know, with your wicked ship or whatever. What you first have to do is like, so I'm going to talk about OpenSea specifically. You first go on OpenSea's, create an account and uh, make sure that you actually have a, a cryptocurrency wallet and connect your cryptocurrency wallet to your account. In other words, you know, basically kind of funding your account. And then from there, you can just pretty much like, you know, it's really easy. And then from there, you just, you know, just you press the create button and just, you know, add in your file, add titles, you know, any type of description you want and add any bonus things you want to add and just, you know, list and sell it. But there's one thing I want to mention is that it's a lot more complicated than that. So in terms of selling it though, you can't just like create something that's really cool and, ex- and expect people to buy it because yes, the artwork may look cool, but what really matters is like the, like the creator, like how, you know, but what is their credibility? How like, cause like, for example, a lot of people, they're, they're just making, you know, fun artwork and just, you know, trying to make a quick buck, which to be honest, you're not going to make like, unless you get really lucky, you're not going to, you know, sell it and it's not going to blow up. And so to actually effectively sell it, you have to build a community whether that's with the, you know, social media, Instagram or Twitter, or, you know, with like discord servers and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, like selling it is way more difficult than really creating, I would say. Also, how can a, actually, I'm just going to pause because I have something to say before I ask this next question. Okay. So I checked out this, I was just kind of doing some research about NFTs and I checked out this awesome project where they have AI, like generate abstract nfts which i just thought yeah. was really cool and then my next question is how can a kid or teenager sort of like set up a crypto wallet or kind of what is a crypto wallet in general basically like i think a lot of people are you know familiar with coinbase you know like coinbase like stuff like that you know coinbase is like you know you can, you can like add, you can buy crypto there and stuff like that and then from there with the crypto you buy on coinbase you can actually like link it to a separate, like a separate, you know, separate uh, app called Coinbase Wallet, where like it's kind of like a wallet specifically designed for like this type of NFT market, you know, and like this type of non-fungible type stuff, where you can you can, you can have you can, you can see your uh, the the cryptocurrency that you have, you can see the NFTs you have, like you can like literally have a wallet, and inside the wallet, it shows you all the NFTs that you bought, you know, and you own. So yeah, that's basically a wallet. It's, imagine like a, you know, a traditional wallet, but like only for, you know, open seas and cryptocurrency in general. That's pretty much a wallet. Okay. So is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience? Uh, I mean, yeah. So, you know, you know, a lot of kids and teenagers, you know, they're like, you're kind of excited about this, you know, like, wow, you know, this is a really big opportunity, which it is. But I think one thing they have to do before, you know, trying to make it or, you know, sell it, you know, or something like that, or even try buying it is make sure that the community you have is correct and make sure you can actually make a you know, return on their investments. Because NFTs, uh, just to give you a sense, they typically are not so cheap, not like $1, $2. So just keep that in mind. And uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, so thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And also make sure to check out Color Grave Life Club. I will include the link in the show notes. And if you're interested, then definitely get started. It's a really new industry, so it can be a little bit confusing at first, but you can always take a look for more information, 
So I'll see you next time.